I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, I'm Ryan. And I'm Will slash Wilf slash Wilfred. And I'm Ivan. And tonight, we review week two of Rise and Fall. This is the podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. Welcome to episode seven of It's Just a Game. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of It's Just a Game, the podcast where we watch reality TV, so you don't have to. Joining me like every week is Ivan. Hello, Ivan. How are you? Hello. It's it's tough at the top. I'm, I'm being a ruler. I'm bossing people about. I'm making loads of enemies. I'm having a great time. And also joining me is my favourite grafter, Wilf. Hello, Wilf. How are you? How is it in the basement? Um, I'm not very good, mate, because I am protesting. I've made a sign. There's too many man, too many many man, too many man, too, too many, 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 many man, too many man, too many man. We need some more cows in here. We need some more cows in here. There's too many man. And can we just have a, a shout out to my daughter who had to write this backwards because it's mirrored? So, so this is actually backwards, just because I said there's too many men that are rulers, and yeah. So I'm good apart from there being too many mans upstairs, and it's not working in my mind. The really amusing thing here is I see that as backwards because I think what's happened here is... <laughs> yeah, let's not tell her that. Can you mirror that, please, for me, Ryan? Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So my daughter did this and it took her lots of time to do this. And it's backwards. This is why we need more men as leaders because they don't make mistakes like this. Now look, if you're just joining us, you know the drill. This podcast is all about reality games. We're here to analyze strategies, to review the best moments, and to gossip over the most iconic reality TV shows. Tonight, we're back to Rise and Fall. It's on Channel 4, it's on All Week, and it's all about power plays. As always, be warned, we are entering a spoiler zone. If you haven't seen episodes 1 to 11 of Rise and Fall, 
go away. It's on all four. You can watch it there and you can come back when you're done. If you have seen it, God, there is so much to say. So let's get okay. right into it. First question. Last week, I asked you about your favorite and your least favorite players. I'm going to ask you again. Obviously, so much has happened in the week. So who is your favorite player? Wilf. Whoa, you go for it to me. Okay, so Jack was my... No, yeah, Jack was like my favorite to win. Um, at the moment, um, I'm not really liking Jack's movements. I think they're... Mm. Since he got up... up I think he's drank the Kool-Aid, didn't it? He's drank the Kool-Aid. Would you up. say he's moving mad? He's moving mad, <laughs> he's bro. Moving mad. Like, <laughs> this guy's moving mad. Like, honestly, I just feel like I really supported him, watched the last episode, and was just like, actually, I'm not sure. Um, and Cheryl's gone. So Cheryl was like my up and down. But my favourite now, I would say is Eddie. Eddie's, Eddie's yes. amazing. I love Eddie. I think Everyone loves Eddie. And he's so cleddy. Uh, clev, cleddy? Cleddy. Clever Eddie, cleddy. Do you know what, man? I was going to say Eddie's cleddy. I'm so glad you said it first. Take the words right out of my mouth. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no Eddie is cleddy, bro. No. He is so, cleddy. No, he's clever because he's... You know he knows that... Listen, the longer you're down there, like, the better he is... The, the the toxicity right in the in the rulers yeah it's horrible like it's horrible the more yeah. I watch it the more I'm like it's just getting personal so I feel like oh mm. uh, yeah I mean to be fair Eddie is a solid lad Ivan who's your favourite I'm ready for Eddie as well man ah! <laughs> no well, disagreement think... with you <laughs> <laughs> I think what what's really interesting with him is you're you're ready to hate him because his dad owns like half of Lincolnshire or something. But, um, and, and that yeah, may be the case. Yeah, he's fucking rich. But like, he is revealing himself to be a pretty good guy. He's trustworthy and respectful. Now, respectable. I mean, I think basically what happens is you're, it, it's really a test of a person when they go up to the, to the penthouse. So we'll see. The only person who has been a ruler for some time and I still have a, a shred of respect for is James, who is, you know... You see everyone's strengths and weaknesses up there, but I think he is still managing to be consistent, which is probably the most you can say for anyone in that show. I love James. I think he's brilliant. He's he's um, been on the double-edged sword. He's been on both sides. I really like him. I really like James. Um, but one person who's also done that, who's starting to show really nice colours is Matt. I think Matt is like, since he's been, I think he said some things that I didn't agree with as a ruler. But he always had this sense of um, empathy. And I think since he's been down, he's, I really like him. I was going to say that Matt is actually kind of my favourite right now. Uh, and it's only started really in the last episode. But there's something really nice about how he took being sent downstairs, being sent from the penthouse to the basement. He took this with a lot of dignity, with a lot of poise, despite this being quite a difficult moment. And I think a lot of them oh, in the right. cast would have reacted a lot more aggressively. He took that really well, and once he was downstairs, he really grinded, like, uh, in the work task. He really put in the effort. He didn't act like he was too good for the basement. Well, when he left, he said, push me, guys. He went, push me, because you know I won't give up. Do you remember when he left? And yeah, I respect that, yeah. Yeah, I respect that too. That's the right attitude for somebody coming down. The, 
problems we had with Matt last episode were mostly to do with the fact that he sometimes seems a little bit too sycophantic and like too saccharine and maybe actually that is just how he is like he never did anything outwardly rude he never did anything outwardly mm. disrespectful he just sometimes was a bit like yeah a bit of feedback and that's you could do worse you, you could be a worse person than he was he was trying yeah. to help it's just sometimes giving when when he gave his feedback it wasn't actually received that well look i, I want to run i hate to hijack the podcast here but i do want to talk about the elephant in the room which is the six men up there right now elephant in the room to... i made a sign bro there's no elephant in the room no one's mentioned it <laughs> too many no man too many many no, man <laughs> some, someone held some backward like some cryptic thing earlier with back yeah all you're saying is ut inam and that's nam ut inam snam ut inam snam no, listen, no one's mentioned it yet. I'm the first to mention it on the podcast today. <laughs> there is such a problem. The testosterone up there. I mean, I, and I actually agreed that getting rid of Cheryl was the right thing to do at that time. However, they've got themselves in this problem by repeatedly getting rid of people like Rashika, Rachel, and so on. Because what they've got now is people who don't know how to speak to each other and no one who's going to bring them down from that ledge. Maybe James, maybe Connor can sort of bring you back from that, except they ended up hating each other too. But it is such a problem. Here's my question to you guys. Is it a problem that men end up in leadership positions because they're much more bullish? Or is it because they got rid of the women? Is it, so, so, so what led us to this point? How did we get to the point where there are six men and have been for some time up in the leadership positions? I, I don't know how we get to that point. I think there's definitely a bit of an encounter's bias there. A lot, a lot of the men wanted to stick together because they're just a bit friendly. And it all the alliances that formed were very, like, very masculine down there. And so the men that came from the basement pushed other men to the top. I mean, I, I, I fully agree that we need to get like women up there because something is just off about the balance. There's too many balls around the table, just too much just toast around. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And for me, I feel like there's two, two aspects to it, right? It's one of them is the men are so cocksure of themselves to put themselves in a chance to go in the lift and go upstairs. Yeah, I think they're that is all a good very point. confident. They're so like, I, I can be a leader. I can be a leader, um, which is predominantly males that are doing that. And um, also upstairs, I feel like they are lacking, like really lacking a sense of like they all... Like, let's be honest, right? And this is my, like, I don't know what people are going to say about this, but I truly feel like one gen gender doesn't fit all. And I, do, I just don't think it's right. I feel like if you have all males, all females, all non-binaries or any different genders, I feel like you need a mix of mix of them to make everyone happy. Like, you can't yeah. have one, one gender dominating the whole thing. And I think that's what's going to cause so much civil unrest we recognise, I, I get the irony of this, that we are three men talking about the fact that we're two men. Like, it's, believe me, we, we understand that. The difference here is we're not running anything. We're just chatting in our living rooms. Yeah, we're grafters. We're just, we're just, we're just grafters, right? <laughs> um, no, look. We're just normal grafters. We're just innocent grafters. We're just innocent grafters. We're allowed to say this about, about it. And I, I recognise that it is just three guys talking about how there are too many guys. You know what, like, Wolf had a really good point. We know that in the world of recruitment, in the world of human resources, women tend to apply for less, for fewer jobs than men because if they don't have all the qualifications, they won't go for it. Whereas men are just going to apply and say, fuck it. And I feel like it's sort of the same thing happening in the basement. Women, like you'll have seen it with Sydney, she was really reluctant to put herself forward because she was like, oh, I'm not sure I really get a chance to go up there. 
Whereas men are just like, yeah, fuck it. I've been here for two days. I want to go up. What, what it means to me, it makes me get even more respect when at the beginning I was like, oh, why are they doing that? But Rachel and um, Cheryl walked into the lift without being voted into the lift. And it makes me respect them more because I'm like, all it, it seems like it's got to a point where the man, men are so forthcoming into trying to rise that they're almost dominating the women downstairs. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think the biggest problem with that is just, can you imagine the smell of there? It must stink oh. of men. <laughs> like it smells like a gym, like locker room. It like, must be like horrible. The makeup, <laughs> makeup room is just pulling hairs off each other's Gucci's now. It's like, <laughs> 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 have you got any tweezers? Actually, that's the next work task. Today, you are a statistician. You must wax the penthouse. Lynx Africa spraying everywhere. No one's opened the window for days. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you, know, you know when you was 11 years old, man, and you get all, all, all they're all walking around in their new socks that they got from their aunties for, and, and their Lynx deodorant at Christmas. That's what it's like, because they're all getting given Lynx by the production company and new socks. They're all like, oh, I love it. They're like, can you put some clothes on so we can start filming? <laughs> That's what yeah. we that's what we say to Ryan at the at the start of every podcast. Can you put some clothes on so we can start filming? By the way, we have a dress code today because I don't. What what happened here? You're both wearing yeah, your men at work. We just came back from a work shift. Yeah, I'm a grafter. Right, I guess I'm going to ask you the more difficult question now. Who's your least favorite? Difficult. <laughs> it's most easier to choose my least than it is no, no, no. my favorite. Look. Before we answer that question, I have to say, we've been chatting to a lot of the cast as well. We genuinely do love them all. Well, most yeah. of them. Like, they, this is just a game. It's just a game. Don't forget that. 100%. They are all playing the game. They're all going through it and giving it a chance. Don't forget, you're just watching a game on TV. And obviously, even though we may have a least favourite, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Now, who's your least favourite? Wilf. Sophie's always going to be my least favorite just because i just don't agree with some of the yeah. stuff here but at the same time the last couple of episodes she's shown a different side to her which which it for me it it shows that she's being put into a position where she's surrounded herself with people that she wouldn't normally and it's showing a yeah. better side of her if Ryzen 4 teaches her to become a better person then fair play to her i'll give her that second yeah. chance but jeff jeff is my worst i'm so sorry you cannot no, say like someone. Him. Oh, by the way, we're going to get a tax rebate off your brain because <laughs> you're thick. Like this was my favourite line of the show. I went out of my bedroom and showed it to my housemates. Be like, look at what he just said. As somebody who has delivered exactly one clever zinger in my entire life, I feel like I'm qualified to say here. The zinger has to <laughs> It has to relate. It has to relate to something. You can't just be like, you smell so much that my nose fell off. Not that that's any good one, but like, it, it doesn't smell. Well, actually, he stinks of Lynx Africa, doesn't he? But like, it's, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's, you can't, I think it's a bad line. I'm not going to repeat it to my housemates out there because I don't have any housemates out there, okay? But if I did, I still wouldn't repeat it to them because it's irrelevant. He's not unintelligent. That's not Jeff's point. It's bad. 
bad chef. The problem with that, and you can tell me how you feel about this moment, but I don't think coming out of that room there was anyone who actually looked good. Jack thinks he's perfect. Jack kind of started that attack. Jack is the first that went really aggressive. And of course, Jeff up the ante. And then James got into it. And I think really, like, it's not a good reflection on anyone. So I didn't like that moment. But Wolf, I feel like you've got something to say about that room. Go on. They all... I'm so sorry, they all fucking sat there and went at each other, which I respect, but Connor, the little snake, bro, listen, the, about 10 hours before, he's going, they were going, do you want to vote James the most? He goes, yeah, yeah, and then in the, in the like, the, the red room, he goes, James, you know, I'd never, like, speak to you behind your back, I'll do it to your face, yeah! <laughs> Like, I love Connor. I think he's brilliant. I really do. Because he's clever. Because I really like Connor. Like... And I could really see myself in Connor. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was watching the, the episode 11 today and I thought Connor was playing a victim. Like, oh, just vote me out, just vote me out. But when I spoke to Ryan and um, Ryan explained... Well, you, Ryan, you explain what, what it felt like. Well, when... the thing is, like, I felt really bad for Connor because what I saw in Connor is kind of how I felt when I was in the castle on the traitors. And we got to episode seven and I felt all of a sudden ostracized because when people know they're going to vote for you, they feel really uncomfortable. So they start avoiding you. They don't really want to talk to you. And like you suddenly feel really, really lonely at that point. And of course, in your mind, you're just like, well, I'm going to go tonight. So I might as well prepare myself mentally and just say, fuck it. I'm gone tonight. It doesn't matter. So I genuinely felt bad for him and I could see myself in Connor. Now, Ivan, exactly. how, how did you feel about that red, that red room? Because obviously so much happened. Well, I loved it. I was really enjoying it. I love those kinds of reveals. I love it when things get intense. I love the fact that uh, James and Jeff were sitting next to each other and they were so close and like looking at each other in the eyes. And there was this intensity to the way Jeff was sort of wobbling with rage as he spoke to him. And it, it didn't really make sense what he was saying. And that was attested to the fact that when he came up with this final zinger, it was just about something different. Um, and then James came out with it uh, about the parasite thing. And it was only after the vote that that you know Jeff, Jeff's line that he was then like he was like all right no more your words yeah fucking Patterson yeah can we can we can we just respect James for just saying do you know what Fuck I don't respect him for break. calling somebody a parasite that's a horrible insult actually I think that I think both Jeff and James were wrong in that room but I think one of them maybe regrets it a bit more than the other and that's what matters. Um, I think what's really interesting is, and this this is maybe slightly sort of changing the point here, but I, it's something I've I've been thinking as I've been watching the show. Um, if we're supposed to be making the conclusion that power corrupts, and that's why they all hate each other as rulers, but they all love each other as grafters, I think they've slightly missed the point. Because the thing that's making them hate each other is that because of the format of the show, they have to find each other's weaknesses. Whereas as grafters, they don't need to do that. They can just work together. Mm. They have this. They have the common enemy, and they're also doing tasks that bring them together. So the thing that makes them hate each other is not the power. The power, obviously they have the power to choose who goes home, but also they're being told every two days you have to turn on each other. You have to outwardly say why you don't like each other. And in real life, we don't have to do that, right? No. We do not actually need to tell each other why we don't like each other. I may have a resentment about one of you two that I'll never tell you in three... I don't, by the way. I think you're both great. But I'm never going to tell you in I three do. years because it's not... Okay, well, we'll get to that. Um, but it's not something I ever have to say to you. Whereas every two days, they have to talk to each other and say, yeah. this is what I don't like about you. So if we're really watching this show thinking, huh, power corrupts. Actually, it's it's not just that. What they're trying to do, if you... What you've got to look at, right? They're trying to... Create a business environment, right, 
Yeah. For three, four weeks, however long it's going to go, we never know because they're going to put fifteen thousand people go- going in there. But, <laughs> but they're trying to create maybe a year's company within three yeah. weeks, like a like a dilute juice, right? Just putting loads of the dilute and a bit of water. <laughs> That's what they're doing. A bit of dilute. There we go. Dilute juice. Dilute juice. It's like making ten pizzas out of a jar of passata. <laughs> Talking about like the basement, can we talk about how they keep adding people in? I swear no, to no, God, we can't I thought they were going to stop. <laughs> I thought they were going to stop. There's more. The two new people who came in in the last episode, I didn't even bother learning their names. I don't care anymore. Why? It's, I've had enough. I've had enough people. I don't care. Go away. I'm done. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm, every time they come on the screen, I'm just gonna close that eye so I can't see them. <laughs> but I actually like the two people that have come in. I really do. I think that no, they brought a strong. I wouldn't know. No, they brought a strong woman in, right? They need more strong women in there. I agree on the strong woman, but Joas. Oh. Joas, I, I love that guy. I don't care what you say. Like, I, I love what he he's done. You know what? He worked really hard in that task, and when they didn't give him the fucking food, he was like, "What do you mean I ain't getting no food? I worked harder than everyone else." I love that shit. And I rate that, bro. If you work hard, the, the guy shit, literally had a double Big Mac the day before. He doesn't need to eat. No, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's about business, bro. This whole thing's supposed to be about business. But I don't care. He had like he was still like he still had he hadn't even shut out the nondos he had the day before at that point. Mate, if I was a grafter, I'd be voting you out, bro. Yeah, there's well, you if you were if you were a grafter, you wouldn't have the power. If you if you were a ruler, you would. Okay, Ivan, I haven't asked you, and I need to know who is your least favorite. Oh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do you know, it'd have to be... Greg Ebbs. You put this. No, no explanation needed. I'm afraid he's my least favorite person on Rise and Fall. Let's move on. Yeah, to be fair, for all you know, because they keep adding people in, he might just be waiting to come in in the next episode. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if I'd actually predicted the future of Greg Ebbs? Holly, Holly, and Philip have uh, pushed themselves right <laughs> way to the front. <laughs> to come in <laughs> they push themselves so, right to the front of the queue so that's so why he's disappeared off of itv oh no this is his <laughs> brothers and that's why right guys one thing we also need to talk about that ties in with what you've just said about like you know power corrupting and the sexism in the penthouses there's something you know when we saw matt go down back to the basement it was like a weight had been lifting of his shoulders and you can tell there's a sort of like 
permanent toxicity brewing in the penthouse, which really begs the question, and let's start with you, Ivan, is being in the penthouse actually more difficult than being in the basement? Because you don't yeah, have comfort, yeah. but at what cost? Well, absolutely. We know that they're at risk of going home when they're in the penthouse and not when they're down as a grafter. They also have to find, as we have said, they have to find each other's weaknesses, whereas as a grafter, that's not interesting to them. The other thing, of course, is it's psychologically proven that being in a position of power is more stressful. As you know from the executive monkeys experiment in the 70s, where they stuck a bunch of monkeys in seats with buttons and another bunch of monkeys in seats across the way without buttons. And when the monkeys found out the buttons electrocuted the other monkeys, they started pressing them loads and the other monkeys got electrocuted loads. Guess which monkeys died? The monkeys with the buttons, guys. They died. They died of stress-related stomach ulcers. Okay? Really? That's what you need to... Yes, Is that's that true? true. Welcome to Science with Ivan on BBC Radio 5 Live. It's called the Executive Monkeys Dis- uh, Experiment. And, um... um yeah, so so this is this is a well a well known fact, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, they get the delicious lobsters that they can stuff down their throats, and they get all the sweets in the jars and all that. That's fine, but in the end, that's you you normalise that within yeah. five hours. What you cannot normalise is the sense of paranoia, which is always going to be a much bigger factor than whether you've got nice fresh pajamas every night. So, in the end, of course, of course, it's harder to be up there. I don't know if that's always the case. In real life, but certainly within this within this show right now, you want to be down as a grafter. You really do. Well, f- what, what do you think? Do you think the canapes are worth the emotional damage? Um, not at all. So I feel like it's it's almost easier for people that are in in rise and fall though than it was the traitors. I feel like. Do you remember when I remember feeling a sense of wait you know when i lost the money but the weight yeah. off my shoulders meant more you could tell than the, than the money like it was just like oh my god i'm relieved and for matt to feel that relief but he's still in the game that's an amazing feeling because he's like oh, the relief's gone he knows he's not out the game he can go there and be his true self which he has been i really believe that matt's been his true self like i i, I admit that I probably was a bit harsh on the last the last podcast about the way he stopped people and a little and, bit. <laughs> yeah, I was probably a little bit harsh, but at the same time, it's like that's what we've seen Tangent. in an edit. We've seen it twice in one episode, I think, which or once in two episodes, which for me was a, a bit too much. But that's probably the edit. So and that's why but, people need to remember it's it just, just a game. game. Okay. It's, it's a game and. Thank you. It's just a game, and like, it's just a game. and it's so easy for us to get a mix. Sorry, what is it? Just a game. Is it a game? Okay. But anyway, just, my so fi- final analysis is: I feel like people that go from the rulers to becoming grafters will do better than the people that go from grafters to rulers. Let's actually ask you guys then. Uh... You're a grafter. Who are you sending up to be the next ruler? Ivan. Um, Isaac, the the cheeky the cheeky chappy from Wigan. He seems fun. He's not been in any storylines. Yeah, but whenever I see him, he's good vibes. To be fair. Good vibes. Good vibes. He'd be fun. He is another man. That's that's his issue. Wolf, how about you? Who are you sending up? Um, honestly, I feel like Isaac. I think Isaac would be brilliant. Okay, but just because we need a woman up there, if you can only name a woman, who are you sending up? Sam. No, without a shadow of doubt, mate. 
Um, but but one thing, she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. She's wicked, mate. She's got them high high energy. I mean, she's only been there for like five minutes. So like, I'm not gonna. I'm not, and that's the problem. Um, one of them said, one of the grafters said that. I think it was um, Eddie actually. He said, "Give her twenty four hours, and then we'll see the real person." I think it yeah. was Eddie, or it might have been someone else. I'm not sure. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But and that's true. But as it stands, I think she's bubbly. I think she was into banking for a long time. So she was a banker for a long time and ended up uh, changing her career. She's a single mum. Anybody that's a parent will know how hard it is being a parent. Being a, like, I'm a parent of two girls with my wife. I can't imagine what it'd be like without her. Um, and I think that's mm. so much harder than being on a game show, to be honest. So I think she has the characteristics to be able to go up there and bring something different to the game. So Ryan, who would you like to bring up? Uh, you know what? It's quite hard because actually there's not that many options in terms of women. Uh, Isaac should. I think Isaac really deserves to go up. But if I had to pick a woman, uh, I don't think it can be Sydney because she's in a couple with Jack, and then would make yeah. Jack too powerful. Um, so really, and I don't think it should be Sophie for obvious reasons. Or I guess it could be quite funny to see. Uh, but she doesn't deserve an opportunity to win in my mind. So I'm probably going to have to go for Sam as well. I really liked Sam's vibe. She seems like a strong woman who could just actually bring the authority that the penthouse needs. She could bring um, the balance that this uh, penthouse needs. It has to be Sam. And if Sydney goes up, that's a mistake, unless Jack's already gone home, which is possible. At some point, if Jack goes home, then Sydney goes up. That's, I see that being fine. Now, one other really big trend we've seen this week is alliances just breaking down. There's a new alliance on the block every 24, every 48 hours. You've got the alliance that wanted to get rid of James. You've got the betrayal when James voted for Marina as well, which was an alliance just breaking down so fast. Um, the alliances just move mad. Do you think there's, there could ever be an alliance that lasts more than 48 hours in that penthouse? Yes. There is one alliance in this game that has never broken down. Oh, the no. strongest alliance in the game. Oh, the only who, one that matters. No, 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 no. Jeff, Moses, <laughs> and Sophie. <laughs> My ride or dies. What can we call them? What can we do? Sophie. Sophie! Sophie. They don't break down because they haven't. They don't. They don't talk to each can, other. They don't. They, it's, can I can I say one thing about them? I want them yes. to win. I don't know why. I like, like. I'm like. Yeah, they're so like. You know. You know. You know. We all. I don't know if you've seen Star Wars, but they are fucking Darth Vader in that, innit? When you're like, you don't want them to win, but they're actually cool, so you want them to win. I don't know. I can't do it. I think I've seen Star Wars. Yeah, no, I've heard of it. I think I've seen it. Wilf, what do you think? Do you think alliances can actually last more than 48 hours unless you're uh, juicy? Um, honestly, I feel like this program is built to destroy alliances. And I think, like, I really thought, like last episode you will hear me saying, make friends downstairs and you make friends downstairs and you become an alliance, you go upstairs and you, you do your business. But... When they get upstairs, like Jack, Jack's a prime example. Jack's gone upstairs and he's literally, he, he's turned on Connor. He's, he's just turned, I don't know. Like he's turned into a Sith Lord, isn't it? So I'm like, alliances will work, but you have to make them the right people. People that are not indecisive. Why would you make a, 
Like, Connor's been indecisive, a lot of it, right? Why would you make an alliance with him? Because mm. he's indecisive. You need to make the alliances yeah. with somebody, people that are strong at the best of times. And that's what it is. So when you see people that are pushing in the task, so if you're a grafter, you look at the people that are pushing hard in the task that don't give up, you can make alliances with them because they're willing, right? People that give up, probably not. You've got so little to go on when you're up in the penthouse like yeah. they got a connor they almost eliminated him twice based on this one tiny thing where he changed his mind between james and marina but actually that's like that's because there's very little to do because they don't do very much up there they just occasionally say a name or a number so like yeah decisiveness yeah i guess that's a pretty good summary of what's happened in the past week but i've got to finish with one last and really important question can we talk about the man the legend daddy as i like to call him greg james Greg Ebbs. Oh. oh. Greg James. Close, close. <laughs> I find Greg James, I don't know, you can tell me what you've thought about him, but I find him incredible in this role. He is born for Rise and Fall. The way just like the slow-mos of him rocking up outside the lift with his suit that matches the lift. I fucking love Greg James. He's got a kind of 70s chic to him, doesn't he? He looks a little bit like a sort of, you know, like maybe he's just about to break into a really, really intense porn scene at any point. He's just, he's just, he just, he's, he just, he feels like he, he, he may as well have a very thick moustache. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, Wolf, 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 be careful. He's behind you. Hey! Do you know what? Greg, 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 James. Greg, James, I think is somebody who could fit into any Patrick Swayze film and be okay. Mm. Like, I think I think he's, uh, he's an attractive man. He's obviously got a good voice on radio. Uh, the only thing I think feedback for him would to be in the... Just uh, a little bit yeah, of feedback a bit, then, of, yeah. a bit of feedback for you. I feel like feedback, yeah. he's with the rulers all the time. I think it'd be quite good to see him down where the grafters are when they're, when they're doing their missions. Like, like Claudia was, I think that, yeah. that'd be great. I love him. There's one thing I gotta say. I don't think he was with the rulers all the time. I don't think he's in there any time, really. The man does, like, works from, like, nine to ten. Works from home. <laughs> He's working from home. I think he's great, though. I think he's a really great. He's great brilliant. Host. Like he's a. I think he's the perfect host for this. Do you know what? It could have been so easy for him to really, really ham it up and do it really seriously in camp, like Claudia did. But he's not done that. There's a kind of a wink to camera that he does, where the whole thing is like. I don't. It's it's almost like um, our, our friendly and Sterling in, in Love Island. It's like I I don't like this either. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's something about the way he does that that makes it really appealing to watch. Greg James, um, we we posted something on Instagram that got banned. Oh. We've told you, stop posting your sex tape. Come on. No, so we was on Radio <laughs> 1, um, and I was in front of him, and he was pretending to backstab me, and he edited a knife <laughs> in my hand, in his hand, sorry, and posted it on Instagram, oh, no. and, he got, and it got banned. The post got banned because it had a knife. <laughs> Well, anyway, look, we're looking forward to seeing more Greg James on our TV. Quickly, what are you expecting from Rise and Fall for the next week, Ivan? I would say every two days there'll be an elimination and on the other day somebody will rise and replace them in the penthouse. <laughs> I don't know how you saw that coming. That's my prediction. Wilf, what are you expecting? I'm expecting um, Holly and Philip to enter uh, because they're the first <laughs> in the queue. They pushed in. Um, I think we're going to see some major twists major major i mean mm. like multiple people not even two i think more rulers will be eliminated in in one episode 
or I, I think there's we can't know. I don't, I don't know. Studio Lambert likes to fuck with us, innit? So can I make a little suggestion of what we could be seeing? Go on. There's a pent penthouse, an upper penthouse, oh. where Marina and Cheryl and Rashika. And Ramona was, but she's yeah! gone. They voted for her. Too many men, they too vo- many, many men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they voted for Ramona to return down to the grafters as an insider. And actually, they're the secret rulers of the entire thing. They're the Illuminati who are running the entire game. And we'll find Fuck. out that they get to pick the winner. Now, that's probably not happening, but it'd be so fucking cool, yeah. wouldn't it, if that was what was going on? Uh, Ryan, what's happening for you? Go on, what's happening? You know what? I think if your numbers 138 to 188 in the queue, stay in line. You will be entering the basement in the next week. Uh, I think that's, how, that's, that's the way it's going, let's be honest. Uh, and on that note, uh, well, we'll see what happens next week, won't we? Yes. And we'll have some surprise guests next week. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Imran from the Traitors. Shots fired. Shots fired. All of that and so much more when we come back next week to discuss more Rise and Fall on It's Just a Game. If you liked us, you know the drill. I've told you a thousand times. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend about it. Give us five stars. Share it in your stories. Give us a like. Follow us on social media. Follow me in real life. I do not care. At It's Just a Game podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Ryan. You can follow me on Instagram at the Gram of Ryan. My name is Will. You can follow me at Wilfred Webster on TikTok or Wilfred Webster Official on Instagram. My name's Ivan. You can follow me at Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and from all of us here, it's see you next week and goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye, driver. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.